Hello, everybody, and welcome to another installment of my Christian walk. Emphasis, walk, not run. You know, at my age, uh, I try to walk through life. I don't want to run through life, you know. Uh, Welcome, everybody. Sometimes, um, and I'll tell you what the topic is for today's segment. Sometimes uh, I get boggled down easily, and it's concerning, everybody, that as I get boggled down with the activities of this world and various thoughts and responsibilities, you know, it's a fascinating thing to interrupt myself. When we think about our mind and how much floods through our minds, every moment of our conscience, conscious, excuse me, life, every moment of our conscious life, thoughts flood through And, you know, when I used to be prior to um, being lucky enough for God to touch me and bring me back to uh, a knowledge of him, which is a whole nother segment and a a, a relationship with him, I had been tinkering with Buddhism and I was tinkering a lot with the process of meditating and trying to understand what meditating is. And I I don't even know, honestly, if I think meditating is bad. Um, It's a way, a strategy to try and and, uh, relax and free. You can't, we can't ever free ourselves of our thoughts, but we can observe them. We can, in a process of meditation, we can simply exist in the moment and through breathing, I think, disempower our thoughts. But um, I got off on that tangent a little bit because it is a challenge, I think, in this life to to try and enjoy it and be at peace, which brings me to my topic of uh, salvation and, you know, can we earn... And I'm just going to ask that you concede for a moment, even if you're an atheist or an agnostic, let's just, for the sake of argument, concede that we all believe that there's, I know this sounds cheesy, heaven for the good and evil or hell for the bad and evil people. So if we accept that, which I don't, I don't buy that anymore uh, to a large extent, and I'll tell you why during this segment, even if we believe that heaven is for the good and hell is for the bad, then we run into another problem where if you take God and Christian theology and you take Jesus out of the equation, if we go solely on the premise that heaven is for good people and hell is for bad people, then we need to, uh, we need to agree on how we're going to define what is good and what is bad. And I I think if you surveyed 10 people with a poll, a Q&A, what is good behavior to get you to heaven and what is bad behavior to get get you to hell, you'd get 10 different answers. And and herein lies the problem that I found the solution to, the question that I found the answer for when coming to Christ is that there is no uh, objective truth other than God. 
and the existence of God, and as importantly, the existence of Christ. And if you look at that scripture, old and new, there's always been a a process of atoning for sin through sacrifice, burnt offerings, uh, you know, in the holy temple of God in the Old Testament, following Mosaic laws. And there's, there's always been an atonement. So man has always had this sort of uh, uh, internal barometer for measuring good and bad behavior. Some would call that a conscience. And others would say, well, that's just human law or natural law at work. And, and I guess I have to delineate between a atheist, an atheist and a uh, Christian in the, in, the, in, the, in the main difference of if you're an atheist and you don't accept Christ or God or the universe is being created, then... If we're evolved from a very primitive single cell and we just developed into these, which I don't believe, obviously, developed into these magnificent creatures and the world is just perfectly synchronized in complete perfection by accident and there's no explanation for uh, even the existence of a conscience, then how can anybody with a straight face who doesn't accept God in the equation really justify their recognition of even morality. I mean, where does that, where does that subjective morality, how does that fit? Well, if you look around at the world today, it fits very perfectly with people who don't believe in God and Christ because um, there is a extremely wide range of behaviors that fit within the uh, spectrum of what's good and what's bad. And so the idea of earning our way into heaven, uh, and again, I ask that we concede for the sake of argument that there is a heaven and there is, quote, good and there is evil. That's that's a no-brainer, right? <clears throat> so, excuse me, so, so why I love Christian my Christian faith so much is that it's 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 a marathon. It is an ebb and flow of dealing with the challenges and the memories of what we've done, and then putting that under the umbrella of what I was just reading Hebrews. The New Testament talks about in regard to God forgiving us. The forgiveness of our sin. God knows our sin no more. Now with that comes repentance. And that's another challenging action because if we're, if we're uh, housed with a sinful nature, if we're housed with a predisposition to always think of ourselves, and we also have the memories of our past transgressions, which I certainly do, and suffer through guilt a lot for, for things that I haven't done in my life that I'm, I wish I would have not done. And these can, you know, these can be any magnitude of, of wrong. I mean, it, it just is. I think, I think 
to a large degree, the guilt is all self-imposed, as at least carrying that guilt. And so dealing with life and the, the injustices that we've either caused or the injustices that have happened to us, the wounds, how do we fit our faith as Christians into this? And the answer is quite simple. You give it to God. You give it to God. God says, give me, paraphrasing, give me these worries. Give me these concerns. Do not worry. Be at peace. I have forgiven you. All he asks is that we repent. He asks for a few more things, obviously, than that. It's not just repenting. There is a recipe for living a full Christian life as a believer. And, and the person that laid the rules down for that was Jesus. His whole ministry was a, a how-to-do uh, list of, of just very simple things. You know, turn your back. Um, well, not turn your back, rather. You know, refrain from fighting. Refrain from going to court and, and arguing and dispute. Give your, you know, and I'm just being very general here. You know, if you get slapped, turn the other cheek. Uh, don't engage. Don't feed the fire. Don't, don't, uh, uh, pile on with lustful thinking. Don't give that part of you extra energy and, 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 Devote yourself to worldly pleasures and fleshy pursuits because it's just going to, you know, spiral into stronger connection and addiction, if you will. So it's really clear that with Christian faith comes peace. And so going back to the topic, can you earn your way into heaven? The answer simply is, uh, no, you can't. An operative word, you. You cannot. And again, looking at the tradition of sacrifices to atone for sins and looking at that acknowledgement by people in, in, in the ancient world to offer up things like sacrifices to show their recognition of wanting to be forgiven we get this is what's so crazy about god is it gives us jesus christ as the perfect unblemished not burnt animal offerings the unblemished human offering for sin literally and christ knew that and christ was human you know when i was a kid i used to think that we you know had to act like jesus that that was our calling. And, and how futile is that to a large degree? Can't act like Jesus. You know, there's this, there was this great bracelet. What would Jesus do? Now, I don't mean you can't worship and look to be a, a holy person like Christ. I think God rewards that, definitely. Conversely, Acting upon one's desires at the expense of others, which I certainly have done. I mean, I'm a middle-aged man. My life is full of a, a plethora of different experiences. And, you know, the, the more estranged I was from God, the more susceptible I was to bad behavior. 
<clears throat> and, he, and the great uh, con job by Satan is that you don't even call it bad. <laughs> you know, it reminds me of that Jada Pink- Pinkett uh, conversation with, with her husband, Will Smith, where, you know, they were separated. And certainly when you're separated in the secular world, and, I, and I've thought this, that, you know, you're free to partake in, in whatever you want to, you know, do. Even though you're legally married, separations are difficult in marriages because they entail a certain amount of uh, new freedom to live your life and, and that while you're supposed to figure out your marriage. I mean, that's, I think, ideally how separations are supposed to go. But she said, you know, she was so... I'm not getting off topic. I'm going to go back to the topic at hand. She, she was so, uh, oh, what's the word? Blameless, I guess. In that here she is talking about a trans, well, she wouldn't call it a transgression, an entanglement, she said, that she had with a, a another man to her husband, Will Smith, and refusing to view it as a transgression. And so we're capable as human beings, as spiritual beings, to be very uh, prone to skew the spiritual reality of ourselves. In other words, it's like looking at the crazy mirror. If we're not walking with God, if we're not embracing the truths of God, from God, about ourselves and our depravity and the process of forgiveness and the process of atonement. If we're not willing to embrace that and we just deny it, then I'm not suggesting we're all going to be serial killers. I'm not suggesting we're all going to be these in action heinous people. But there's a certain amount of pride involved when you do that. When you turn your back on God and you refute him and you refuse to acknowledge him, and you simply believe that you can live your life in a good enough way in this life, not thinking about the next eternal life, if, again, you will just concede to me that that's where we're all coming from, then you're really kind of mocking God in a way. You're, you're Whether consciously or not, you're saying, look, I don't believe in the book's and existence of the apostles and the recording of Christ's ministry in the Old Testament account. I mean, you can say all this and allege that it never happened and that it was concocted by people for power. And, you know, that like Bart Ehrman, great skeptic, former professed Christian, says that, you know, he doesn't believe it's accurate because he believes there's many inconsistencies. You can do all that. You can justify your doubt any way you want. But at the end of the day, it comes to the simple question I posed at the very beginning. Can we earn our way to heaven? Now, the good news is, no matter what I say or what you think or what I think, God, who created this world, who created us, who is, who is unfathomable. And I have a feeling when we meet him, because we all will come before the throne of God, we will be quite both astounded and quite assured that whatever God is, he's perfect, he's righteous, he's fair. And so the concept of a 
Christ man slash God who is sent down to atone for mankind may not mean something rational for us, but in God's mind, in God's estimation, in God's supreme authority, it is the perfect, perfect action to take, which is what he did. So we need to uh, either admit that we are beholden to a perfect God, a just God, a fair God, a righteous God, or that we are resistant and prideful and think that we have the better answers. So here's the answer with a little more elaboration. No, we're not good enough to go to heaven, but with Christ and with the forgiveness of our sins by Jesus Christ, we are made perfect in the eyes of God. Now with that comes repentance. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Don't turn your back on God. He will not turn his back on you. And always seek to strengthen the relationship, the one relationship that is going to make the answer to the question, are we good enough, be a little bit more clear. No, we're not good enough. But with Christ and with the forgiveness of our sins by God through Jesus, the blood of Jesus, we are made perfect enough in God's eyes. And that's where I'm going to leave it, y'all. Have a great Sunday. Peace.